0: I just don't understand you had no problem with us attacking anyone else. Why take pity on Robbie Keane? Look. I wasn't taught the difference between mercy and honor, and I paid the price for it.
1: If I'm extra hard on you, it's only because you have the potential to be better than I ever was. You want that, don't you? Yes, I see. All right. Stop whining like a little bitch and get out and finish your drills.
2: Welcome to No Mercy, a Cobra Kai kickback. My name is Jacob Burrows, and I represent Miyagi Do. And I'm sick and tired of my students thinking everything I say is a lesson. Sometimes a toggle bolt is just a toggle bolt, and that's the real lesson.
1: Yes. My name is Jim Scampoli. I represent Cobra Kai because even when things are on an upswing, my abusive ex-karate teacher will show back up and we'll have a badass fight involving fire. Uh, and we're joined by a very special guest this week. We have Cobra Kai kid himself, Drew. Go ahead and say hi to everybody, Cobra Kai kid, Drew.
0: Hello, everybody. What's up? Bonsai as my that's my main quote. Um, I am the balance between Cobra Kai and Miyagi. that's perfect. I can't really choose. I, I like I like them both.
2: Uh, I'm sorry to say that uh, me and Jim are going to try to steal you to our separate <laughs> yeah. dojos during the course of the episode, uh, as is our right and honor. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Now, uh, before we get into the episode, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit. So, yeah, you you are you do go 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 by the Cobra Kai kid. You have a YouTube channel, um, and like with Cobra, when it comes to Cobra Kai stuff, you're on it, dude. Like, you're, you're digging up information, like, hidden in set photos from Instagram, behind-the-scenes pictures, digging up spoilers, uh, ma- remaking. You did a remake of the pilot episode, correct?
0: Yes, yes. I recreated the entire first episode, word-for-word, scene-for-scene, all the camera angles, all the sound effects, as much as I could do.
1: Yeah, that's sick. So, like, well, I mean, you're obviously a younger lad than us. How, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking?
0: Uh, that's good I'm 17 so so I'm a junior in high school
1: so now how because we have I mean I'm older than Jacob so so I have this nostalgia factor of like the Karate Kid movies and then getting back into Cobra Kai Jacob has that to an extent so how did you get caught up in the Cobra Kai fandom did you have that same thing or did you did you see the movies before you saw the show like how did that come about
0: so um i actually saw the show before i saw the movie so like my parents never really like i they're not really into karate kid that much i mean my mom like said she had a crush on ralph maggio but like they never introduced me to that so i was Who didn't? <laughs> <laughs> i was like on i was on youtube one day this was like two months after it came out, I didn't even know it existed. And I was so bored. I saw, Oh, it's Cobra Kai. Like, Oh, I'll, I'll just put it on. So I was like, I was doing something else in the background. I just had it on and I was like, Oh wait, this is actually really good. And then like, uh, I found out, you know, like pay for it, but I found like an online website to watch the rest. And nice. I watched the whole thing and I was like, this is amazing. So then like, I rewatched the series and then like, like when I rewatched it, that's when it really, when I really got into it and I didn't know, you know, I knew, um, the basic story of Karate Kid, you have the kid Daniel Russo who trains like uh, under Mr. Miyagi, but I didn't really know, like, like, I don't, I didn't really know like all the names of the characters. I didn't really know like, like the whole story behind it. I didn't even know there were like three movies or four yeah. if you wanna, <laughs> next Karate Kid. But, um, so There's- I,
2: I think there's maybe like two movies, but go on. <laughs> In my opinion, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So I then I rewatched, or I, I watched for the first time the actual Karate Kid movie. So it was like it was kind of like I went back and I was like, oh, like, and then I picked up all the references, all the connections, and it was it was awesome. And I since I didn't grow up with the first three Karate Kid movies, since I watched Cobra Kai first, I personally. Enjoy all three Karate Kid movies because, I mean, I want to see Terry Silver in season (laughs) three.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you, though. Jacob's very, I mean, we both have fairly low opinions of Karate Kid 3, but I'm excited to see Terry Silver or the the, the option of maybe seeing Terry Silver and maybe the bad boy of Karate Mike Barnes. Uh, So I'm with you, my man.
2: I'm with it for Mike Barnes. Uh, I'd like to see what he grew up into, but Terry Silver, we know he's just going to be one of these billionaires ruining the economy, uh, hoarding all the wealth. Uh, I continue to be so in my opinion. Um, But yeah, so um, it's, it's really interesting because like Jim said, like for him, you, Jim, watched them uh, all the films when you were younger, right? Yes. Um, And I, I would have seen Karate Kid, like when I was maybe your age, uh, Drew, yeah. and then like I got into Cobra Kai, and then we watched the films for the podcast and everything. But so it's always really interesting to judge like how much is nostalgia helping this, and I think Cobra Kai is a great example of where like all the media builds on one another. Like it gets uh, instead of just trying to ride on the wave of like you still like this thing so you're gonna enjoy this too right like it, instead it's like um yeah it's trying to elevate it and make it something different and something new at least uh, when it's at its best uh if that makes sense
0: yeah no, i get it i mean like oh the show was meant for to bring in like you knew the guaranteed audience was going to be the fans who watched the Karate Kid movies, you know, that was the guaranteed audience because they were, they were like, they knew about it. Oh, it's a Karate Kid sequel. But for people like me who, who never even like heard of Karate Kid or just never really watched it, like that was like what they had to do. And they had to get that younger audience, which I didn't even know about Karate Kid. I just watched Cobra Kai and that's how drawn I was to the show. That's how good the storytelling was. Cause you had like the old, you have the older generation, and the younger generation. And I think it's a perfect balance. They don't, they don't like hide the older generation to build the younger generation. They, they balance both um, generations. So for the fans who like karate kid, you have Johnny, Daniel crease. And then for like new fans, like I relate to now Miguel, Sam, Robbie, but then now it's funny because like, since I like, since I've watched karate kid and I love it so much when I, I remember when I saw the season two trailer and you saw crease, Johnny and Daniel have that confrontation at the mini Mart. Yeah. I, I, I got nostalgic and I'm not even, I wasn't, I didn't even watch those movies first, but I was like, Oh my God. Like the three, like the three of them from karate kid are back and I'm, I'm a new fan. So that was just something funny.
1: No, that's really cool. And <clears throat> cause we've discussed it or gone, like Jacob was mentioning, we've, uh, we've been trying to get out of our own heads of like, do we love this show because of nostalgia or because they're referencing something we know, or is it just a good show? And we've always been like, nah, it's just a good show, but you're giving us more proof that it is because yeah, if you came in just kind of pretty fresh and watched it without that reference. Um, So when you watch it for the first go through, uh, they kind of make Daniel in season one, especially like towards the beginning, is kind of a dick. So without having those movies to anchor you and be like, nah, this is Daniel's son we, you, you know, he's going to find his balance. Like, d- were you more, you know, you say you're balanced now, but were you more of a Cobra Kai person on your first watch through?
0: Um, I don't honestly like, cause it wasn't like the first time I watched a show where I really got into it, where I was just like immediately obsessed. I thought it was a great show, but then it took me a couple of watches so I don't really remember. Like I wish I could go back and remember like the first time watching because that's yeah. always like the best, the best um, experience because you're taking everything in for the first time. But um, yes, I think in the beginning, like Daniel was posed out to be the bad guy. Yeah. But then, like later on, um, I really, I really love all the um, like the Miyagi, like all those things where he's teaching Robbie, being the Miyagi to Robbie because like even when i didn't watch um even when i didn't watch karate kid just something about like teaching him about balance and about like um, making the right decisions in life that like really spoke out to me and it was just it was just very like calm and relaxing and like it just like sometimes i would like take his advice and like meditate and like really like just find my balance if i ever got whatever but then you have cobra kai which is like strike first strike hard and it's about confidence so like I, it like Cobra Kai, like watching the Cobra Kai side also helped me with like my confidence in life and whatever, but um, (laughs) that's great. I don't think Daniel's the, I would say Daniel's not the real bully. Um, Maybe when I first saw it, when I didn't know Karate Kid, I thought he kind of was, but now I don't
1: think so. Well, I, I do appreciate that. Like, like you said, you're kind of, you're, you're going for balance. You root for both sides because I have seen. Like peeking into the fandom, it it does seem like a lot of the fandom people kind of go one way or the other. Like, I see people that hate Daniel. Like, (laughs) they're like, Daniel's the worst. Um, But yeah, I mean, going the other way, we're not much, uh, Jacob and myself. Well, I look into news and stuff on when things are coming out, but I, I try not to dig too much into spoilers. You don't seem to have much of a, like, you don't really care if things get, I guess, quote, spoiled right? Because you're kind of digging for any type of information you can find on the new season.
0: Honestly, like, like, I'll cover, like, honestly, I haven't really covered, like, I like, I'll, I'll report something if I find it, but like, I don't want to know, like the big stuff. Like, I don't want to know who's coming in. I don't want to know all these things. And I mean, there's just some things that like, I've happened to see, like I was on, um, there was, like the other day, I was on. Well, List.
1: I don't mean to cut right. you, cut you off, but yeah. if you're gonna say a potential, I don't want to know. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> oh, sorry, 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 sorry. But I mean, if you wow. could just be a little, if you just be broad with it, just in case oh, it yeah, is yeah. potentially. I don't mean to be that guy, but
2: Jim's no, a very no. careful
1: man. He yeah. just struck first on your information yeah. there.
0: No, you're good. You're good. Um, I was on uh, pain and List, who plays Tori. Her Instagram, she posted something, and I I saw it. And I won't say what it was, but um, but like it, we don't we don't know if it was for season three. They she didn't say if it was for season three, but I said, but it was like with other Cobra Kai pictures. So I was like, well, I'm pretty sure that would be for season three if she was posting with other Cobra Kai pictures. But um, and then on IMDb, there's some stuff, but I don't I don't purposely like try to find. I really haven't reported many like spoilers. Just like announcements for when it's coming out, because honestly, if if I had the script right now, I I would not read it. Yeah. If yeah. I I I I don't want to be spoiled as much as that. It'd be hard to believe because I'm reporting all these things, but if, I really don't report spoilers. Just like little things if I saw, but nothing. I I don't want, I don't want spoilers. Just I want to enjoy some, the season.
1: Yeah, just some speculation. Fair enough. Speculation.
0: Yeah, right. yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Jacob.
2: Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, for someone who's, you know, fairly active, and obviously, in the Cobra Kai fan community and also from a slightly younger generation, like, I'm trying to get a gauge of how popular uh cobra kai is with people just out of interest because i want to talk about it with everyone i meet and most people are like huh what there's tv (laughs) on youtube and like i but then me and jim are in our sort of echo chambers so like when you talk to people or whatever like have have people watched cobra kai that you know but before you sort of brought it to them in an evangelical sort of way which is what i do to my friends
0: no i've i've asked I've asked everyone, literally every person i met, I'm like, hey, have you watched Cobra Kai? No one I know watches it, which is crazy. I've had to introduce people to it. But then I started the YouTube channel and it's absolutely insane. I didn't know that this many people were into it. I was always like, I always just enjoyed it for myself. I never had anyone to talk to about it. But now on YouTube, there's just so many people who are into it. So many people are really passionate, which is crazy. Because I thought, I didn't didn't know how many people out there there were that liked it, but there's a lot.
1: Yeah, so it is like, I mean, outside of finding people online, it is like us because, yeah, we're doing the same thing. We're talking to our friends like, dude, have you seen Cobra Kai? And everyone's like, what? No.
2: (laughs) But it's so strange because there's so many shows I like where I wouldn't even bother doing that, trying to get people involved. But with Cobra Kai, I do that. And it's strange that a show that... Uh, garners such passion from people like us Is still not like something That's being viewed Like it, it, that. that isn't in the uh, Public eye as much like it's obviously A popular show within this subculture But it also feels like People aren't finding it or whatever, so uh, I'm I'm hopeful anyway that with people like you and uh, us doing our jobs, that may change. And it keeps like it's obviously gotten renewed twice, and the people making it have confidence in it. Uh, it seems like, or the people putting money into it, seem to have confidence in it as well. And so do I. And it's really good, but I'm just sort of at a, a flabbergasted from time to time, going like, why isn't why aren't more people into this? And it might just be like it's a YouTube streaming show like uh if it's not on the big tv box it's not going to reach people i don't know there's no clear answer but it's interesting to talk about anyway yeah if it was if it was on
0: netflix it would be the number one show for years that would be all anyone talks about so yeah i mean youtube gives them the creative control i believe that's why they signed with them um Mm
1: -hmm. yeah well i mean i guess we can get into the episode then we are we are uh smashing right into season two episode one this is mercy part two um shoot who put this i mean obviously it's probably a lot of the same names but uh let's see who put this one together directed by john herwitz and hayden schlossberg uh and of course uh written by josh heald john herwitz and hayden schlossberg um one thing i one thing i'll say even though i i love season two and i mean obviously we're just focusing on the first episode here but i guess it's like it's so hard to capture that same like immediacy that season 1 does like with the pilot and the way everything kind of starts coming together i feel like it they have to like put the brakes a little bit because i mean again it's 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 a common thing we've talked a lot about with tv like tv seasons always end on some sort of cliffhanger or reveal and then the next season's all about walking that back a little bit because you have to put things back into place to build a season and I mean, I don't know if this is making sense to you guys, but it does, fe- to me, even though I still love it, it feels like things are slowing down a little bit. Maybe it's because Johnny's a different Johnny now. Uh, so, you know, he's not always being just a jerk, which is fun to watch. Uh, mm. But I don't know, what, what are you guys' thoughts in general on how we pick up and start season two? Uh, Droop, do you want to go?
0: Um, sure, I mean, you know... We obviously ended with Crease coming back to the dojo, and there were so many questions that season one set up for the season two opening. But I think for me, at least, that was the big thing: how would Crease affect Johnny? Because you know the whole show, and like even Karate Kid, it's all about father figures, and you have this guy Crease who really like has had this huge impact on Johnny, but John, but crease isn't even aware of the impact because even after crease left, you see Johnny's still been living with that haunted past of crease, like having taught him to play dirty, choked him, tried to kill him. So now like you could even see like, uh, William Zappa is freaking unbelievable. Yeah, He's so, he, he like portrays all the emotions. There's so many subtle things that he does, but like you could really see like the, it's like a combination of like hurt pain and like shock and just all this overwhelmed feelings seeing crease come back because on one hand it's his father figure, someone who he looked up to, but on the other hand, it's someone who like kind of abused him. So I was excited to see that. And I love how they um, went about it with, I like, We'll we'll get we'll get into that. That's like later on.
2: But yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. When I first watched season two, I do remember it felt uh, a bit jarring because. It, the series and films takes place in such an elevated universe like it's nothing like reality everything's an 80s montage and like it's i don't know it, it's great to watch and it pops off the screen and like it's colorful and everything but it was difficult to get back into it with the same level of like energy and enthusiasm i had at the end of uh, season one just because Uh, well, once you get into it, you're in it. But it did take me a couple of episodes in season two as well to get back into that mind space, especially when it opens like with a big fight where Cobra Kai at other times will like puncture those moments. And like when Johnny shows up at Daniel's house and you expect there to be a fight and instead they have breakfast sort of thing. And now it's like, Oh, it's crease and Johnny and they have a big Epic fight, like first scene. And (laughs) I, and it's just so extreme that in the first scene, I'm not like, Ooh, who's going to win this fight? I'm like, wait, what's going on, (laughs) sort of thing. So it did take me a little bit to get back into it. That was the first time, and now since I just watched all of season one, I'm still in the same mindset sort of thing. But I think that's also part of why someone just looking in at a clip from the show won't necessarily, uh, like, get it immediately because you kind of have to go for the whole wild ride to, yeah, you got to get your brain in the right zone for it, or at least I do.
1: Yeah, no, I could see that. Because even, like, in this... in this opening fight when they have the broken glass and the way they like, he sees his reflection and then we get the flashback to, you know, when he's getting choked out. It is, it is great stuff, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I I agree with you a bit. It takes, you got to get in that mindset kind of, but I I guess my thing, and I guess as we discuss more of the episodes, it starts to, it'll be something we get more into, but Crease is such a wild card and they spend some time on, like, what's going on with Crease. Like, I mean, obviously, that's going to be the big thing of season two. So I don't know. It was hard for me to get comfortable in that. I mean, especially even in this first episode, because he's so, like, he's um, he's kind of going for sympathy, but it's like, but we know he's a villain. And they don't even let you, like, not to jump too far ahead, but I mean, I guess it is the end of the episode. He like you almost have sympathy for him, and then Johnny goes to get him, but then he gives the smile. Like I kind of wish they left it more ambiguous in the moment because it feels like we're ahead of Johnny. Uh, but then again, Johnny, of course, has a has a uh, a, a soft spot for Crease, no matter what their history would be, because he is that father figure to him. So I don't know. I just I just kind of wish maybe I guess it does play more ambiguous as the episodes go, but at least by the time this episode ends. His smile, his grin is kind of like, "Ha ha, I got him." It's not like, "Oh, my son, my you know, figurative son is uh, accepting me with open arms." Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on that?
2: I would agree. It's a bit of a Terry Silver moment when he's like, "Ha ha, my machinations have paid off," <laughs> and it's like, really, we couldn't like, like you said, if we were just led to believe that was more genuine, it it gives a bit more three dimensionality, and you can sort of uh, interpret it a bit more.
0: Yeah, um, I was actually very. I did not even expect them to fight in the beginning. I actually thought I was expecting more of a dialogue because, I mean, I understand Johnny's been upset, but you know he hasn't seen him in all these years. He thought he was dead. I, I would, I kind of expected a little more dialogue, but um, and yeah, at the end, I it, it's tough because I think that when he was talking to um when Chris was talking to Johnny about um like in my opinion, you were always the better fighter, fixing his trophy. I think that was all genuine, mm. but then, but then, you know, we see obviously he smiles at the end. So it kind of looks like it was all fake. I think, um, I think it was genuine, but I think like him, like his caring for Johnny is genuine, but he just, he wanted to get back into Cobra Kai. And yeah. he, um he loves Johnny. And if Johnny is willing to do strike first, strike hard, no mercy and teach those same ways, then he's all in with Johnny. But um as later on you know Johnny decides to go against him and that's when you see is uh caring for Cobra Kai overpowers his love for Johnny so
1: I like that yeah. read I think that is a good read like he does care for Johnny but he loves Cobra Kai more <laughs> or at least yeah. <laughs> his version of Cobra Kai um but yeah yeah so I mean we'll, we'll uh, that's jumping around a bit we'll kind of dip back in I guess because then you know of course that we cut to uh Daniel and Robbie, and they're at Miyagi Do, and you know we see the cars, which is awesome. Uh, you know we get a montage. Now the thing that confused me a bit, and this is this is a nitpick, so you know, is it about his arm? <laughs> not, well, not just his arm, but like this montage feels like it's like weeks have happened, like yeah. you know what I mean. But then we cut back to like the Cobra Kai's, and it's like the next day. <laughs> Like after yeah. the, after the tournament and everything, this is just a nitpick. So it's not really like a, I can't call him up too much, but it's funny that we have this whole montage. His arm gets better. He's sanding the floor, you know, they're rebuilding the dojo. And I'm like, wow, you know, some time's passed. It, we must be at the end of summer now or something. Uh, but no, it's literally like, it's like that weekend or something. It was like the, the span of a weekend, but that's just how good Miyagi-Do is.
2: Yeah, no, I I had the same reaction just from like uh, him, his arm getting better, like, and it is such a clear montage and you always expect there to be like, it doesn't seem like they did all this in one day, but then later uh, Sam's on her phone all upset about the breakup and uh, Miguel and co they're at, uh, they're they're having victory nachos or whatever. Um, So unless there's some sort of uh, timeline stuff going on, I'm not (laughs) sure how it all works out really. (laughs)
1: Uh, and then, yeah, in the midst of it, I mean, we get a little piece of the family life, you know, he's still asking his son if, uh, you know, maybe he can come down to the dojo this summer. And of course, you know, Daniel's son doesn't want anything to do with that. And, uh, his wife is kind of rightfully concerned. Like, uh, you know, it's cool that you want to start this dojo, but we also have like a flourishing business that's going to need your attention. Uh, but you know, as Daniel says, balance is his thing. He can handle it all. Right guys. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, watching watching back this show, like this is a show you can't just. I mean, you could watch it as many times as you want, but you're always gonna pick up on new stuff. So, like the 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 amount of foreshadowing, especially in season two, episode one. You know, he says he could balance it all. He says Cobra Kai is are the bad guys. All it's it's foreshadowing because we know, you know, eventually he won't be able to balance it all.
1: Yeah, because Daniel. Daniel has a little bit too much confidence in himself sometimes, and how he can really handle everything. But he's just be—that's how he sells cars, though. You got to get like you yeah. can't sell cars if you don't have too much confidence. He's got to be truthful and just be like, "Look, this is my true passion. It's not these cars. It's this dojo. And just focus on that. Yeah,
2: but, but it's the Larusso Auto Group. Huh? group. It's we not Larusso's you know, little trees." <laughs>
1: Uh, then we have some bonding going on with uh, Miguel's mom and Johnny. They have some uh, Trace Leches. Is it Trace Leches? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. And because um, I, uh, I was like, did I mess that up? No, I didn't. Uh, so they have a little bonding, uh, you know, and I do like that she speaks to, when we were discussing the finale, uh, I kind of had a different read, but she, she brings up more of Jacob's read of her reaction to Miguel in the tournament of how like, yeah, she was kind of in the moment rooting for him, but she she's like seeing maybe a change in her son. But, you know, Johnny is, she wants reassurance that it's just a game face. It's just for the tournament. But as we know, Miguel, the, the Miguel we know and love could be changing a little bit, huh?
2: Yeah. And it's like we said as well, like all throughout season one, Johnny is sort of I, I don't know if it's the right phrase, but he's, like, softening his approach or reevaluating what, like, no mercy means to him or whatever. But he's still training these kids with the same uh, original mindset. So when they're at the tournament, he gets to see how his own lessons can be – well, not misinterpreted. They're just interpreted. Uh, <laughs> but, like, he's changed his opinion of what the best thing might be. So – Uh, he's going to get some friction trying to apply that here in, in season two. Uh, I think do we get the, uh, uh, there's a few scenes in between, but I mean, when he goes in and and lectures them all for, for doing these underhanded things, that's when we get to see his new redefinition of, uh, you know, what does it mean to be Cobra Kai? What does it mean to, to, you know, have the difference between honor and whatever he said in the clip from the beginning there. Um, it's it's good stuff it's also like you can't blame these kids for being confused because so is johnny absolutely
1: and drew like you mentioned when we were talking about getting into the show before watching um karate kid so did you more latch on you you mentioned that you more latched on to like say the younger characters kind of when you first were going through it
0: yeah um i was immediately drawn to miguel um because you know he was like he was the underdog. He was this nerd. Um, I, I really did much to him. And I just – I thought his transformation in season one was unbelievable how, like, you know, he did just do one training montage and then win. He, you know, he got his ass kicked by Kyler so many times yeah. and finally put all the training together. And I thought it came off very, like, genuine and consistent. I don't think they just, like, forced it in. It, it was very believable. And then season two, I was actually worried he would, um like – I, w- I was worried he would like like be a villain or like be like evil after season w- after season one. I wasn't sure how they were gonna go about him, especially season two trailer you had him putting on the sunglasses it looked like he was just like this badass kid mm-hmm. now. but um, I'm glad that um, you know he's still he's still tough, but I'm, I'm glad they stayed true to his character. He's not, he's not a bad guy. He's, he was just angry during the moment of the tournament.
1: Well, a thing that I've yeah. been... Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, Jacob. thing that I've no, been I was saying... I going to repeat... Oh, well,
2: we did it again. Yeah. <laughs> we're not used to having three people on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to repeat your point that yeah. you've said before, Jim, yes. that is that Miguel is the heart of the show. Like, And exactly. it's so clear how that works. Go on, Jim.
1: That, well, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's how good <laughs> okay. Jacob and I are. We're going to say the same thing. We interrupt each other to say it. Uh, but yeah, my in, in my opinion, what I've been saying as we've been discussing it is that Miguel is the heart and soul of the show, even though it is... Cobra Kai, Karate Kid, Nostalgia, Johnny and Daniel are there. They're still great characters, but I don't think this show works without Miguel as like the heart and soul. And then to an extent, the other younger characters I think are handled just as well, but I think Miguel is kind of that linchpin that holds it all together. And especially, I mean, as we see that, you know, he's maybe not always changing for the better that we would hope. uh, And, you know, we have to fight for for his innocence and his soul, I guess. Uh, But, yeah, yeah, I mean, meanwhile, we have Sam. She's seeing Instagram stories. They're having victory nachos. The Binary Brothers are back together uh, with Dimitri and Hawk, uh, which he doesn't want to stop bringing up that nerd shit. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, you know, but Miguel, of course, is still pining over Sam who just blocked him on Insta. Can't believe that's going down. I mean, I think maybe that's a bit much. What do you guys feel? Is she going too far here? Or is it just Miguel's that bad that you have to block him to get him out of your life?
2: Now, what she could have easily done is just hide uh, the person. Like, you can hide their stories and hide their posts and not have to deal with uh, your ex on Instagram. Uh, I'm sure we've all been there. So, like, you don't need to do the thing where actively you vanish. Uh, but I guess, yeah, I, I it, it's hard to get back into the brain space of the last episode of Season 1, I think. Uh, but Miguel did seem like he was going to beat up the world there so i guess maybe it makes sense and she did he did injure her even if it was unintentional True. she was being a dick so i don't know
0: yeah i mean they they could have I, I think if they talked it out a little more maybe they would have figured something out but um that's that's the theme of this show it's miscommunication nobody nobody wants to talk like i always said like if everybody like just sat in a circle and just discussed their problems like we yes. probably like figure everything out but
2: nobody will do that i think i said something along those lines as well in in one of our earlier episodes that it's like oh nobody talks about their feelings if they just like (laughs) and especially with uh daniel and johnny because they're in conflict but like one always has more information than the other for some reason and so they're sort of brought into conflict by that and whenever they whenever they're given half a chance they just have beers and hang out and are hella cool
1: (laughs) Uh, we have uh, Kreese and Johnny. Johnny goes to meet Kreese at the diner. Kreese is hitting on the waitress. He's you know, getting into the brumation of a snake and how he was laying in wait uh, for Cobra Kai to like, strike back again. Um, he's been doing some uh, off-the-book service over in the Middle East uh, which I guess we'll they yet to see if how truthful he's being here, or like, is he doing some karate military stuff off the books? But well, um, we do
2: know that the, the military has a karate championship yeah, uh, yes. from, from the films. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. So, you know, yeah, just he's, he is luring um, Johnny back in Johnny, you know, Johnny's trying to get away from this. And, it is the perfect, you know, collision to end season one and kind of get into it here as season two because it felt like Johnny was on that path where he really was getting better and kind of on the cusp of fixing everything outside of, you know, his son and his, that relationship and maybe with Daniel and what some, some of the stuff with Miguel, but it's the worst timing for Crease to be back in and maybe start to bring some of his old bad habits and uh, keep him from bettering himself.
2: Yeah, and Crease says a lot of stuff that uh, Johnny said himself, like about how, you know, this generation is all broken. You get a yeah. medal just for participating, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but where with Johnny, and Johnny is, like, I wish Johnny just stayed on this line where he's like, yeah, you're right, the world needs Cobra Kai, but the world doesn't need you. Like, yeah. I know what I'm doing. And you just wish he would have sticked with that, but uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh,
1: good.
0: Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, yeah, Johnny's. Johnny's. Um, you see him like trying to change and trying to get better. But then, yeah, Crease is really um, like causing like trouble to that plan. And um, yeah, he's. Do like, you see Johnny? Uh, then he tries to um, tell his students like, you know, um, like change his lessons from no mercy to maybe sometimes showing mercy. But then, you know, Crease comes back and obviously disrupts that. And it's just it's just a huge um, setback for Johnny. It's just, it's just so much complication to the show. Yeah. So it's, yeah.
2: And it, okay. it's like he, he, Johnny is like, his development is in conflict with what's happening. Cause he's developing to more think like, uh, maybe it's good to have mercy sometimes, or it, like, he wouldn't use those words, but like, the problem is that he needs to strike first against Chris. like his old way of thinking totally applies to Chris, uh, but he's not going to do that because he's grown and become a better person except Chris doesn't deserve <laughs> you to treat him like a better person yeah. and he sees that as, as weakness and he sees that as affirming his worldview that is that Johnny's being weak by presenting me this opening to get in there to Cobra Kai and everything I will get more into it as the season goes on but it's just it is interesting then that the fight at the start of the episode which seemed maybe a a little uh like like you said we would have expected maybe more of a conversation johnny's actually falling back on his instincts there and striking first like the he's like not thinking and not showing mercy and he's like oh this man has like haunted me forever i'm gonna beat him up it's like very <laughs> cobra kai of him but then he we see all these other uh influences and that's how we get to where we are at the end of the episode i think
1: yeah absolutely and I mean, but and then meanwhile, the most important thing that happens in this episode, we do see the drum from Karate Kid Part Two uh, yeah. as Robbie picks it up. And, you know, Daniel has to tell him that saved his life, even though if you watch the movie and we discuss Karate Kid, Two, it's not quite clear how the drum saved his life because it's a close up on Daniel as he's just like whipping his body around, uh, apparently, you know, fighting um, what was it Chosen. Uh, yeah. fight, fighting him but we see that we also see you know the the medal of honor the rules of Miyagi-Do karate uh, all great stuff and I do like that it's kind of underpinned with this like because you know Daniel has it in his mind why he's doing this because he can't let Cobra Kai take over the valley but then Robbie at the end's like oh man my dad's gonna freak when he finds out what he's doing and it kind of makes it clear to Daniel it's like, is he doing this for shallow reasons or is he doing this for, you know, like why, like what Mr. Miyagi would do? Like, is he doing it for balance or is he still doing it for petty revenge? Yeah.
0: Yeah. All the, um, the, the kid, Robbie's obviously looking up to Daniel. So Daniel doesn't have anyone. Daniel doesn't have Mr. Miyagi to look up to. So it's up to him to like, like make set the right example. And, you know, because Daniel's been saying like, Oh, we're going to like take down Cobra Kai that like, we're going to open Miyagi-Do that da- Miyagi-Do take down Cobra Kai. That's what Robbie believes in. But when he actually hears Robbie say it, it makes him rethink it. And then they like kind of set that up in um a couple other times when he's talking to Sam later on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we can kind of like jump around here because then we have, of course, the, uh, the hardware store where we have a nice meet cute between uh, Robbie and Daniel and Johnny, I guess it is the valley is small, you're going to run into people. Uh, and, you know, it's, again, it's the natural thing, I guess, of TV. Anyways, you just want them to be able to find common ground and repair their relationship. But you know, he has to get hit with a, uh, you know, Mr. LaRusso is a better man than you will ever be. And, you know, that's one of the worst things that Johnny can hear, especially he's in this – Johnny – I mean, I've always talked about it, Johnny's always in this fragile state where <laughs> he's wants to do better, but, like, the smallest thing could push him uh, the wrong direction, and especially now that Crease is in his life, like, it's even more precarious. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, his son is his son and not his father, so his son can't raise him. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you guys think here about um, – the, the run-in with uh, Daniel and Robbie and um, and Johnny.
2: Yeah, the the line of, like, he's a better man than you'll ever be feels a bit cliché. The only reason I, I kind of like it is when he goes out afterwards and tells Daniel that, like, he cares more about the rivalry between the two of you than he does about anything else. And it's very clear that while he might believe that, it's it's not as cold as it's intended. He's more just hurt, and he's trying to hurt him back in the best way he knows how rather than, like, it has anything to do with this. So that's more of his his sort of, my dad's going to flip. I need to, I don't know. He's been hurt, and he's trying to hurt him back, and it's not very Miyagi-Do, but I'm sure he'll get there.
0: Yeah, at, at first, um, the conversation seemed to be pretty, like, level-headed. No one was getting, like, angry, but then, um, yeah, Johnny, I think johnny actually um caught johnny caused robbie to say that by calling daniel a prick like if he didn't say that then robbie wouldn't have said like hey he's a better man than you will ever be so it looked like if they just like have had if johnny hadn't said that i think the conversation would have gone a different way and also we meet stingray in that scene so yes
1: yeah stingray's great (laughs) Uh, who's stingray you mean raymond
2: Uh, (laughs) oh raymond
0: Raymond.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's right i also it's a good uh good call out as well that like johnny totally triggers that conversation to deteriorate because not only is he calling uh daniel a prick he also implies that uh robbie's only doing it to piss him off um which makes it seem like he doesn't care about his son he only cares like you know about himself (laughs) yeah
1: Uh, Oh, and one thing I got to ask, Drew, or actually, I guess I got to ask you as well, Jacob, because going back to the scene beforehand, Sam goes to kind of try to hang out with Aisha, but she's got Cobra Kai homework. They're going to watch Over the Top. Have either of you gentlemen watched the movie Over the Top?
0: No, I have Uh, no idea what that is.
1: You guys should watch it. It's a great 80s film. It's Sylvester Stallone. He's a truck driver. Uh, It's actually very apt because he's like an estranged father trying to rebond with his son so he takes his son on the road with him as a truck driver, but he also as he goes from stop to stop, he takes part in uh, underground arm wrestling matches, (laughs) and that's the the over-the-top. Yes,
2: it sounds like, uh, much like Miguel and company, we have some homework to do. (laughs) I I googled it when they mentioned it, because we you know, nerd out about that stuff, and I just saw loads of stuff of arm wrestling, and I was like, oh, I guess in the 80s you could make a film, and it was all about arm wrestling, huh?
1: It was all about trying to be a good truck driver but also for extra cash on the side uh stopping into some underground arm wrestling tournaments and uh just how it goes and is you know taking your son along for the ride Uh, it's a great it's a great watch Uh, i would recommend queuing it up um and but like speaking of sam i do like how she's going here because you know uh, she is trying to hang out with aisha again be a better person and when she has her moment with daniel Uh, where again, making things clear outside of what Robbie says to Daniel about like pissing his dad off. And then when Sam's like, well, these are not enemies. Like these, you know, you're talking about Cobra Kai and evil and how we need to take these people down. But you know, these are just my friends. These are kids I go to school with. Uh, and again, I guess that does push Daniel to the epiphany that he has by the end of the episode. Um, but I think everything ties in pretty well there. With him finding more of his Miyagi uh, for Daniel, but also kind of staying on course. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's def- he definitely has to. Um, he has to figure out on his own. You know, Mister Miyagi. It always came so. It looked like it came so easy to him. And when Daniel was at Mister Miyagi's grave, he even like said something like that. Did, was it always so easy for you? So he kind of needs to see see it for himself he needs to see his um kids like robbie and sam like saying these things to really um get him to be in the right mindset and make the right choices
1: yeah absolutely um i I mean well go ahead go ahead jacob
2: now, I was just going to say after we have the broken mirrors and the flashback, as soon as he put up puts up a new mirror, uh, he gets a flashback in that as well. So yeah. clearly these mirrors are haunted and he <laughs> needs to get rid of them immediately. <laughs> yeah. That's my main point. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess we are kind of hit on all the beats. You know, Sam does join Miyagi-Do, so we get a, a, another student for, for the good guys, or however your point of view might be. And we had mentioned that... Uh, When it comes down to the end here, Kreese shows up with the rebuilt trophy and kind of plays a little pity party. Not to be mean to him, but it feels like his smile is uh, nefarious, so I'll be a little mean. And, you know, then we're, we're set up. We're set up for a whole new season of Cobra Kai and we
2: gotta call out the size of the second place trophy i mean it's all from the original film but yeah. like who can even tell the difference between a first and second place trophy it kind of diminishes all the talk where they're like doesn't matter what it says on that trophy there's like no i know it's huge <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh, yeah so that wraps up season uh two episode one yes um and like I think it sets us up, like you said, perfectly for uh, season two. There's a lot of stuff coming together. We know we're going to see Daniel and his attempt at balancing uh, other stuff in life and karate. And, of course, Crease's influence on Cobra Kai feels like it's going to. I mean, I, honestly, I have a bit of like trepidation going back into this season because I'm like, oh, we were in such a good place. Come on, Johnny, don't fuck it up again.
1: <laughs> no spoilers, but yeah. <laughs> and uh drew so now being such a big fan of cobra kai has has the thought crossed your mind like i need to look up local dojos and start taking some lessons
0: well i mean right now there's there's obviously we can't do that but um i mean i don't know i don't think um i'm I'm gonna stick to the videos i don't don't think i'm i don't think i'm cut out for that but um you know like I'll I'll be in my room sometimes, like doing some random stuff, like oh, yes. just kind of meditating some yagi meditation, just messing around.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, because I messaged Jacob this week because I went to the UPS store down the street from where I live, and in that strip mall is a uh, karate. <laughs> karate school and i was like i had the thought in my head like do i get to walk in there and see what's going on in this dojo and they have a a bonsai tree as the logo i'm like oh the Jesus. symbol
2: yeah it felt like it was like a miyagi-do ripoff like copyright infringement logo basically and it was in a strip mall it was perfect jim you gotta join up when you can yeah. safely
1: i'm very swayed by the media i like because i also bought bonsai seeds i'm planting <laughs> i'm planting my own bonsai plants I'm drinking Coors Banquets. Uh, <laughs> this yeah. is very true, yeah. <laughs> I'm a mega fan. Uh, but anyways, uh, uh, thanks so much for coming on, Drew. I hope you had fun. I thought this was a great discussion. I loved hearing your point of view, uh, especially coming from someone who watched Cobra Kai first before the films. Uh, like, that's super interesting to me. Um, so again, thanks for coming out. And like, uh, for people listening, you heard him mention his YouTube. Uh, go check that out. He's got a lot of cool stuff, and he's he's uh, keeping the fire going for the Cobra Kai fandom, and that's that's super appreciated.
2: Yeah, that's just search for Cobra Kai Kid on YouTube. Uh, or is there anything else you'd like us to shout out or, or any final thoughts, Drew?
0: Um. Yeah. No. Co- th- thank you guys for having me for his stuff, and um. Yeah. This was a really fun discussion. Uh, I I, j- I just love talking about the show, and it's just it's so nice to. You know, because once again, I don't have anyone to talk about it like back at home or whatever. So to have like the online community and yeah, Cobra Kai kid on YouTube and also check out episode one recreation. Took a year; it's been a year on that. So Um, and I have um, I I plan. I don't like you know I don't like to just do the same thing. I like to um, expand and I, I I don't just it's not just Cobra Kai. I like making like movies and like films. So. I like to take those like those like skills and like passions and kind of put it with the Cobra Kai. So it's not Mm -hmm. just like covering news. Um, I I have an idea for like a little series I want to do. I, I'm not going to really announce it yet because I'm still working out the details, but it will involve a green screen and it will be, it will be like a sort of like a movie, like a little series skit. So, um, I have a lot of ideas and I'm, I'm excited for season three
1: sweet i mean we'd love to have you back maybe uh either again this season or for when season three rolls out so i'm sorry jacob go ahead yeah i cut you off no i was just gonna
2: say i'm sure i speak for jim as well because we're a little bit older i see see so much of myself in you because we get so excited about this media but then when you find a really really good piece of uh film or television or whatever it makes you want to make stuff on your own whether that's a recreation or just inspiring in general and i think that's the thing that keeps me coming back to my favorite pieces of media like Cobra Kai because it, it inspires me to partially go out and uh, meditate and like be better in my real life and find balance but also like just I want to make stuff really good stuff just makes me super excited to write and create things and I'm, I'm glad to see that you're uh inching that way too with the YouTube channel I, I I'm I'm gonna subscribe right now because I just realized I hadn't for
0: sure. Yeah. There you go. Oh my <laughs> and, God, no. oh, okay. thank <laughs> you, thank you, thank you. We should have <gasps>
1: uh, we should have let you know at the beginning because now that we have three people, we can for our outro we can have Drew do the no mercy, right? Ooh, yeah, let's do it. Do you, are you up for it? Because usually when we end, we'll do a strike first, strike hard, and then we both say no mercy. But we're gonna let you no mercy us oh, out, man. okay? So, uh,
0: just no, just no mercy. Yeah, you, all
1: yeah, yeah. Like you, you know the order, so you, you know come uh, in yeah. and and, <laughs> and come in. You, you know you got to come in with that 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 fe- that fever. Come in with that hotness too, right. uh, right. because all yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> Just like, yes, before we, before we do that, we're all getting hyped up. But, yeah. uh, of course, uh, you can find all of our shows at showswhatyouknow.com. Also wanted to mention reviews on Apple Podcasts. Very much appreciated if anyone wants to sling us a review. Uh, beyond that, of course, Cobra Kai Kid on YouTube. That's about it. Jim, is there one more thing we got to say?
1: Yes, there's one more thing. What's that?
2: Strike first. Strike hard. No mercy. Yeah.